This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Want to know what's going on in your neck of the woods and learn the history and the people behind the events that you love across the state? Get to know the real Mississippi. Check out MPB Think Radio's Next Stop Mississippi podcast on all platforms or on the MPB public media app. From MPB Think Radio, this is Now You're Talking. It's the show about the most interesting people and stories in Mississippi, and I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey. I'm editor-at-large and editorial cartoonist of Mississippi Today. Well, my next guest's boots are made for walking. He's the son of a fourth-generation farm family. Growing up on the Double B Farms in Randolph, Mississippi, Benjamin Bowen has spent his childhood riding horses and going to football games, all while wearing his favorite pair of boots. Now, fast forward to today, he not only still wears his favorite pair, he is the founder of celebrity-loved Double B Boots Company. And it's going to be here today to discuss all things boots, in addition to growing up in Randolph on the farm and life on Double B Farms, of course, and, of course, future projects. So, great. Um, man, great. This is going to be a good show today. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you had a good weekend. Uh, busy around our house. Had a little bit of football games. Of course, Lacey is in the, the control center along with Jermaine today. And Lacey is an Alabama fan. And I am a Tennessee fan. So I just wanted to say all hail Lacey. Since Alabama won, I just wanted to say I see you in there smoking your cigar. And I know, I know MPB is normally a non-smoking thing. But that's a big thing for Alabama she fans. She is cheering. She, she is, is cheering. So she's very happy. And, um, <laughs> and I hate that you're happy. I just totally, it hurts my soul. That, of course, Tennessee lost. But that's okay. You know, hey, I'm, I'm all 100% Lacey today. So there you go. <laughs> Lacey, how do you feel about that? Roll Tide, Marshall. Roll Tide. <laughs> I don't even understand what you're saying. I, I really don't. You're speaking another language that is completely beyond my comprehension. So, and we did not bet on the game, thankfully, or I would be having to pay off on that. So, gosh. But anyway, yeah, Jermaine... Um, Please help contain her glee. And yes. yeah, I don't, you know, because yes. I'm in a real, I'm in a sensitive place right now. I really am. Yes, it's going to be a me and Lacey glee day today, but I'll, I'll hold her down. So I was on a podcast yesterday. I was just going to tell you, uh, my friend Neil Woodall has a podcast, and it's, it's really good. He's a, a coach and a performance guy, and he's just, it's really fascinating. And it ended up being, I think, about 17 hours long. I, I don't know. It's, you know, it was over an hour, and of course. Uh, Lacey said, you know, what do you talk about for an hour? And I said, well, me, of course, you know, so that is very simple thing to do. He could do that. But it was it ended up being a uh, like a Dr. Phil session, you know, where I'm talking about all my basically neuroses and so forth. But it was a fun show to do. And it was really great. So if anybody's vaguely interested that you can find it on my Facebook page at Marshall Ramsey. But Jermaine, do you have a good weekend? I did. I did have a good weekend. It was a restful one. You know, I've been on the road with MPB Think Radio for the past couple weeks now and last week was my first weekend at the house isn't it crazy when you actually get a day off and what it's like you're just like oh because i mean i've been on the road i've literally done about 3,500 miles in the last month driving, and I'm about to fly to Atlanta for for an event tomorrow morning. Yeah, mine was unproductive though i mean i literally did nothing this weekend but just kind of rest maybe that's productive i'm about to say (laughs) see that is why you fail that's nothing unproductive about rest. But right. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what I did yesterday. Well, my car died, so I had to get that fixed on Sunday and, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was yeah. just a normal, hey, let's hang out with the family kind of weekend. Right. So my wife made me wear a name tag because she hasn't seen me for a while. Right. So she's just like, who are And you? also to remind you who you are. 
I know. I had to look. <laughs> so, and I did go to like this big box box wholesale store a couple times, which I have a strategy on that. I never use a cart, so that way I save a lot of money. So I'm usually, usually what you can hold in your hands. What I can hold in my hands. Okay. It's, I see. I'm thinking ahead. So <laughs> news you can use. Hey, I tell you what, I'm really super pumped about our guest today. And I know he's in a good mood because Ole Miss beat Auburn. I think it's like for the first time back to back since like the 1950s. And then they also won in Auburn. So it was like a big day for, for Ole Miss fans. And I know our guest today is a big Ole Miss fan. Like I said, he is uh, the owner and founder of Double B Boots Company and uh, hails from Randolph, Mississippi. Ben, thanks for being with us. It's just great to have you on and congratulations. And I'm so glad you are here today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. And congratulations. If we'd have waited a couple more weeks, we could have had a birthday cake. Um, con- I mean, Double B is going to be a year old coming up in a month. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're uh, just coming up on a year. So into November. That's uh, that's fantastic. Uh, big fan. I was just looking over the boots. They're good looking boots. And, uh, you know, we got we got a lot of ground to cover, literally. Uh, so I, I just wanted to jump off the bat and just say congrats on the one year. I know you know, we could start from the beginning because, I mean, you were really involved. The Double B Ranch, Double B Farms, I was thinking about that watching last night on Yellowstone, um, which is my complete understanding of what it's like to own a giant farm that does a bunch of different things. I was kind of hoping anybody who's watched Yellowstone that you I do not. They were all like that. Yeah, you do not have a train station, though, uh, in Randolph, I hope. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> okay. For those of you who are not familiar with Yellowstone, train stations where they take all the bad people and make them disappear. So I was just checking on that. And I have been down Highway 9 before. And I mean, I'd, I've kind of been through Randolph before. It's a pretty part of the world. Oh, yeah. we've uh, Our family's lived there our whole life, so we're pretty partial to it. It's a, it's a great place to have grown up and be able to live on a farm and um, do some pretty cool stuff. So you know, we, my, we enjoy it. My, my dad kind of always believed in getting me up at the crack of dawn because he grew up on a farm. And I would imagine pretty much from the get-go, you've been doing chores on the farm before dawn since you were probably can remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. My dad's always up at the crack of dawn and um, working hard and he always, you know, me, I have an older brother as well. He farms with my dad on a daily basis now as well. But for sure, when we were growing up in the summers, that's that's what we did. So that was our summer job most of the summers. So Yeah, I, I kind of wish my dad were here. Um, he was a big horse guy. He had Tennessee walkers and he had, I'm trying to think what other kind. They had Jersey cows. That was the kind of cows they had. But he would love to talk horses with you because he, you were showing horses pretty yeah. young, weren't you? Yes, sir. I um I grew up showing Tennessee Walkers as well, so that's been a pretty big part of my life, and um certainly helped influence um my business now with Double B Boots. So horses have always my grandparents actually um got me started in Tennessee Walkers. Um I've been showing since I was eight. I think they bought their first horse back in '95, which was the year I was born. Oh wow! So they've always um had horses and got me involved, and it's been a uh, a, a great way to grow up for sure your grandmother showed horses too didn't she yeah she still does she's, oh, still, wow. she's got a show in a few weeks so yeah oh that's fantastic <laughs> they, uh she actually, actually today's her birthday so happy birthday oh um, yeah i would sing happy birthday but i yeah. really yeah. don't want her to cry um but that's awesome so well, yeah, happy birthday yeah. to her <laughs> yeah she's 77 today and um she still is uh, she actually won a world championship this past year, a few months ago. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So she's, 
she's still doing a g- great job with the horses. So we've made some great friends through the horses. Oh, I could sure. imagine. Yeah, I could imagine. I mean, just just that huge community as well. And, and of course, I know enough about horses to be dangerous. But when you win a world championship, what does that exactly mean? So um, the Tennessee Auction Horse Celebration is a big show in Shelbyville, Tennessee. It's kind of the the World Series, Super Bowl of the Tennessee Walking Horse industry. And um, so it's a big show, you know, thousands of spectators and horses shown that week. It's a 10-day show. And so there's the first week is kind of a preliminary week that um, you qualify. So, you know, whatever the age, there's two, three, four-year-old divisions, open and amateur. And then there's it's also broken into other age groups of the rider, just different divisions. Then the second week is the championship week where the horses that sh- qualify the first week can come back and show. And that's when they, you know, compete for the world grand championship, as we call it. So, yeah, how, are, how, are, how are the horses and the riders, how are they kind of ranked and rated on the show? I'm just, I'm just curious. Yeah. So, yeah, well, there's different divisions. So, but most of them are judged on the way that so the Tennessee Walking has a natural gait and they they're judged on their gait how yeah. they walk and how they step and all that so. yeah they're amazing that'd be good because i mean if i were like on the horse and they judge me then i would never win but the horse would obviously you know that would hurt the horse yeah. y'all do spotted horses quarter horses and tennessee walkers right. is that right well so actually i grew up doing spotted horses as well my uncle Britt hustler he trained spotted saddle horses and um that was actually my first show was on a spotted horse um, in a small little show in uh, Ripley, Mississippi, actually. Oh, cool. <laughs> but um, that, uh, he, he, does, he doesn't train anymore, but he, uh, he definitely helped get me started in the horses as well. So yeah. he trained for several years. And then that's probably by the time I was a teenager, I think he quit and went to a different profession, um, but continued to show horses with my grandparents and everything. So That's cool. There, there really is. Uh, spotted horses are gorgeous. Oh yeah, they definitely are. They definitely are. Yeah, they're pretty, uh, super versatile. Yeah, I, I'll be really honest with you. I just looking at all the th- speaking of versatile. I just looking at all the things that y'all do on the farm. I mean, between growing cotton, having a gin. I mean, you do obviously corn, soybeans, timber, that sort of thing. I like the duck cutting experience, which I thought was kind of cool too. I mean that. I mean, and the farm itself was pretty good size originally, the fam- original family farm, but y'all have grown it to like nearly, like I saw like 12 square miles. That's a pretty good chunk of Randolph. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not all in Randolph. Um, but yeah, my, my dad, I think, farms about 8,000 acres now. And, but I was saying it's not all in Randolph, technically. So oh, okay. it's surrounding counties. That, yeah. So, yeah. yeah about but the st- headquarters is... Randolph. Okay. You're listening to Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, and I'm with Double B Boots founder, Benjamin Bowen. Benjamin, thank you for joining us today. We've had a little technology problem, but we're going to get all that ironed out. And uh, really glad you're on with us. I'd like to say growing up on the, the farm just sounds like it was a really cool way to be a kid and get to grow up and so forth. When you decided to go to college, you decided to go about 30 miles uh, up the road. You went to Oxford to Ole Miss. What made you decide to go to Ole Miss? Yeah, so... Obviously, grew up close by. That was a huge pull for sure. My family grew up Ole Miss fans, um, but it was close to home and just kind of seemed like the right thing to do. Always loved the idea of staying in Mississippi and um, was able to meet some great friends and kind of um, make even better, great you know Mississippi connections through Ole Miss. So it was a great college experience. Super thankful for it and was always uh, glad to be close to home to where I could still spend time with my family and. 
all that. So. I'm about to say, yeah, you're just right down the road. I, I was talking, yeah. up, I was talking up at Old Miss about a, two weeks ago, and I was telling the, the students, I said. The one superpower of Ole Miss is that you learn how to make those connections, like you mentioned a little bit. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's amazing. And really, I think, yeah, and I think that's probably one of the most valuable things you know you can get from a college experience. You know, if there's one thing Ole Miss um, students, I feel like are good at is being social. And to be honest, I feel like that pays off a lot in business. You know, your grades are certainly important, but you know, a lot of um, good business decisions are made through. Through friends. That's right. It's a lot of it's about who you know. And I was just thinking, what did you yeah. end up getting your degree in? So I majored in marketing and corporate relations. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Because uh, I was kind of wondering on that. Like I said, you, you, you grew up on the farm and everything, and I didn't know, you know, you might think you might go to another school for that, but that that's yeah. i got a, i got a marketing degree too and i'm a cartoonist so go figure it's it's yeah. <laughs> it's the world's most versatile degree you can do just about anything right. with it i really didn't know what i wanted to do when i um when i went to college or even when i graduated to be honest so um, i knew i wanted to be in the business school and thought you know hopefully i would have my own business one day um but wasn't sure but knew that that degree would pay off and some way so I would, apparently it has uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> I, and you know and it, it's funny because i mean like i said you know my dad told me he said well get a marketing degree because there's probably people can outdraw you but if you can outsell them you know you're going to be exactly you know <laughs> he's like you can eat yeah. you know yeah uh, yeah so when you when you graduated i mean obviously you know you didn't know exactly what you wanted to do what did you do what did you do when you got out of school so my first job well Actually, my my last year of college, I got my real estate license and um, really didn't know what that even really entailed. But got my real estate license, and so my last year of college, I was kind of just ready to kind of figure out what I wanted to do. I thought I would give it a shot, and I sold real estate while I was in college and kind of a little bit after college. But my first, I guess, um, actual, I guess, nine-to-five job, so to speak, after college was I worked for a uh, furniture supply company. So it was in the furniture manufacturing. We sold parts to um, furniture manufacturers. So I was traveling with um, people that owned these furniture factories to our factories across the world in Vietnam and China. I was kind of a liaison for those executives that were our customers. Um, so crazy kind of first job. That was another job I guess I didn't really know what I was getting into either. But was traveling all over the place. Um, really gave me a lot of experience um, when it came to um, just learning how to, I guess, you know, work with people, how to like, – traveling was a crazy experience when I was, you know, I guess I was 23, 22, 23. Um, I was going on, you know, 12, 14-hour flights by myself. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, Um, but it was, you know, at the time I didn't, I wasn't that crazy about it, but looking back, you know, I I certainly think the Lord had his hand in that because it gave me the confidence to kind of be able to do things on my own and not, you know, be intimidated by whether it be going on a trip like that across the world or, you know, dealing with people that, you know, own huge businesses and kind of dealing with them, so. Very thankful for that experience, for sure. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, sometimes when we're in the middle of it, it doesn't make any sense. But then when, you know, yeah. you get about a few years down the road and you look backwards, you just realize everything has fallen into place the way it's supposed to be. And I'm just looking. Absolutely. So literally, here you got 
your grandmother showing horses, and the first time she had to do it, and if you know what I read in the article was that she literally had to order her clothes just overnight. So you know, she got yeah. she got boots yeah. and everything, and you of course you know you had to have good boots and so forth. So yeah. you grew up on the farm. Yeah. That that obviously something that means a lot to you, and the, you understand the importance of it. So you had that. So you go get a marketing degree, then you you. You know, you get your commercial real estate license, so that right there is an education in its own right because you got to learn how to deal with people yeah. at that point, you know, and, yeah. and making sure you can do the paperwork and the business side of things, which is important, mm-hmm. too. Then you go get a job working at a furniture manufacturer when you're dealing with manufacturing. Oh, yeah, which is going to be important. Down there. That's why I say that, that's one thing when I was sitting there reading about you, how, how everything just seemed in your life. It's like it all led you up to last November. Absolutely. I agree. And like, like I say, I think, you know, I, I think when I graduated college or even in college, it's like I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew I was going to work hard and do something. And so I was like, well, all of this kind of just fell in my lap a little bit. So I, I guess so. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but it kind of, the Lord put things in my path and I did it and I wasn't necessarily crazy about it at the time, but it's crazy how that those experiences experiences led me to kind of where I am and like it gave me the tools to kind of be able to start my own business and the confidence to do it and kind of a skill set to um kind of help make it happen so man that's one thing I always tell like the students and so forth I said you may think that you're like the world's worst job or something but it, it it'll turn out there'll be some some yeah. little you know i mean i was my first job out of out of college was as a high school janitor and believe me my dad was thrilled about yeah. that one um yeah yeah but i ended up working with a lady who one day said how would you like to go out with my daughter and i've been married to her not the lady but to the daughter for 30 yeah. years you know and i wouldn't have met yeah. my wife if i hadn't have, have you know what i thought was a failure at the time so y- you thankfully avoided that but you know when you grow up on a farm too and i think a lot of Mississippians understand this. Uh, you've got to have a good work ethic, or something's going to go wrong real quick. So, I mean, that also, Absolutely. yeah. So, I mean, you got a degree of hustle um, just built into you naturally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, I would I would give my parents credit for that um, for sure. They, uh, my dad, um, pretty much anybody that knows him, I think would it's safe to say he's probably the hardest working guy that um we know and that they know um and so i think i always looked up to him um in that aspect and it was just really cool seeing him be successful and do the things that he does and he works his tail off to make it happen so um i think he pretty well instilled that into me and my brother and sister and um they actually have their own businesses as well so oh that's cool i think um yeah um so it's certainly um something that we're thankful for and that Glad to, you know, have grown up that way that have some great parents that taught us that. So. Well, it makes a difference. And and I hope they're listening and they get to hear this and, and so forth because, yeah. you know, I got kids too now. I mean, mine are, yeah. um, you know, 23, 20, and 16. And when they say, no, Dad did okay, I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> so I was a little worried there for a little bit. So, um, yeah. but, but man, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, so you do you still do some commercial real estate on the side, don't you? Or, or have you totally walked yes, away? Yes, I actually I still work uh, with a, a real estate developer. Do you I sleep do a lot of commercial? Do I sleep? Is yeah. that yeah, sometimes not enough. <laughs> Usually get to bed about midnight and wake up early and try to get some things done. But yeah, it's a it's, it's a busy time of my life for sure. But I'm thankful and 
really wouldn't have it any other way. So. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Like I said, I'm thrilled. Yeah. Why boots? What what drove you to think I'm gonna I'm gonna create a boot line? Yeah, so like I say, I mean, I think just growing up on a farm, it was kind of like everything I did. However, I was always wearing boots, timeless piece of clothing that just kind of worked with whatever you were doing. And so I think on the farm, going into the office now, it's kind of like boots all the time. So growing up with that farm background, the horses, and then it to me, you know, boots can be in a professional setting as well. So it kind of just everything I did, I wore boots. And so then I got um, kind of that taste of the manufacturing side when I first got out of college. But um, I really loved the industry. Didn't really want to do the job, the exact job I was doing the rest of my life. But I thought, well, you know, kind of got the wheels turning. And it was like, what, what's a product I can make? Um, and I always, you know, loved clothes. And it just kind of seemed like a product that I could get behind um, with just my lifestyle and the way it fits with me. Um, and just kind of thought there was a gap in the market for some really comfortable boots at a good price point, and that was kind of what what uh, got the wheels turning and made it happen. So yeah, let's back up for a second because, like you said, you 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 said you like to you like clothes and and you were you know you were interested in the design on that. But if I remember correctly, you did not get a boot designing degree. So how did you, now? How did you learn? I mean. Obviously, the process on how to do it and and how to design it, and uh, we're going to get to the names in a minute because I think just like your horses, your boots are named wonderfully. Um, but Thank you. yeah, because I love there's a story behind nearly every name. But but I mean seriously, did is there somewhere on the internet where you can like how to make boots or I mean how did you learn how to do that? No, not at all. Um, I think it was always just you know all every Christmas I was looking online at what boots I could get, you know, what, you know, parents, what do you want for Christmas? I want some boots. And so <laughs> I was always just scouring the internet for boots that I liked. And I wanted a boot, nothing too gaudy. And I just a timeless classic boot that would go with everything, um, that was comfortable. Um, and so I just, I don't know, I, I guess I just had the ideas in my head and was able to communicate it with, um, our manufacturers and our factories, but, are able to make it so yeah no you were already used to flying around the world meeting with different um folks that were in the manufacturing yeah. business and so forth I, right uh yeah I've, i mean i know a guy that owns a company down in starkville that that creates toys for kids and of course he um he, during the pandemic for instance he had to like go chase down a big a cargo container full of his product so he could get it back in time for Christmas so they didn't go bankrupt. You know, it's just crazy stuff like that. But I mean, and so you already kind of understood that process when you get your boots made. And I mean, like I said, there are people that are designers and, you know, manufacturers that do this. How did you find the people that you needed to do it? And where did you end up going to to get them manufactured? Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, it, you know, I, I wish I could tell you there was like a step one, step two, step three way to do it. But <laughs> well, that's but what's so interesting. Yeah, no, there's not, yeah, and that's what yeah. that's what's I cool. Think, yeah, and I think it was just a lot of grit and determination, and uh, it was like I knew this is what I wanted to do. Right. Kind of just the way I do things is like I'm going to get it done some way somehow. Right. And so I just started reaching out, sending a million emails, and calling everybody I knew that. Had um, I had a friend in college whose dad made luggage, and I 
picked his brain for, you know, two or three hours probably one night and was asking him how he did it. And I would talk to people in furniture how they did it. My, I have um, an uncle and a uh, cousin who um, are in furniture manufacturing, so I picked their brain and asked them, got their advice, and just finally, you know, had some people that I thought, some manufacturers that I thought would uh, and be able to make the products that I wanted and luckily um, kind of down there um, to Mexico is where we get our boots most. It's kind of the leather capital of the world. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I went. Um, and like I say, it was never going down there the first few times visiting factories and everything because you go into a foreign place um, that you've only been a time or two. It's uh, kind of crazy because, <laughs> but um, anyway, I, the first the first time I went down there actually was a really cool part of the story of when I go to Mexico is um, one of one of the guys that's worked for my dad for probably thirty years is um, a guy that um, grew up in family in Mexico. His name is Gilbert. Um, but he kind of, he picks me up at the airport. He meets me down there, picks me up at the airport and we go and that like the Lord just kind of worked out, you know, it's kind of like who else will be able to have a guy like that. that's like a family member to you to be able to be a tour guide to a country that you've never been to and that decided to start a business. Oh, I know. I, it's a, like I said, it's a great, like I said, I, I know there's probably people that are, would like to become entrepreneurs that are probably thinking about they'd like to have their own business and so forth, and they never really make that first step. So in a way, it's kind of cool to hear you talk about your process and how you have gotten to the point where you are. Because like I said, number one, it sounds like you are not afraid to talk to anybody, um, you know, especially if you got a question. Number two, you got a pilot yeah. light in you that burns at about a thousand million watts. That that keeps yeah. keeps you pushed toward the direction you need to do it. So you're going to stay up all night if you got a problem to get it done. So you're you're driven on that. And like you said, you got angels that are looking out for you whenever you. I mean, going Absolutely. to Mexico, and that in a way though, that's good. I mean, I was just thinking Mexico was much better than say China because or wherever because you don't have to yeah. you don't have to worry about a ship coming over. You just worry about a truck. Right. Right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's- I've been to China and those places for most jobs, and it was, uh, you know, all of it. When you go to places that you don't even speak the same language as those people, it's uh, certainly a challenge, but it's something that uh, you just got to kind of work through. You're listening to Now You're Talking on MPB Think Radio. I'm your host, Marshall Ramsey, with Double B Boots founder Benjamin Bowen. It is coming up on its one-year anniversary. Congratulations on that. That is a huge milestone to survive a whole year in, in any business. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. It's been it's been a crazy year, but it's been a lot of fun. So, so you are, are y'all going to have a cake or anything? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we should. That's a good idea. That's great. Um, I'm always looking, always looking for something to celebrate for sure. So when when you sit down and and I was just I've got your product line in front of me. And by the way, I mean you're coming from a family whose horses were named uh, Land Shark, Jose, it ain't so, Escape from Alcatraz, Good Samaritan, Sandman, Tommy Lee Jones. So you come from a family with some really strong naming abilities. Uh, so uh, it only makes sense that your boots all would have stories with their names. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, our show horses, like some of their names, um, they, uh, you know, they have they have long names when they're show horses. But, yeah, I tried to name every boot after, um, you know, a special place that my family spends time at or 
person that has kind of helped me throughout this process of starting a boot company or, you know, just that I grew up admiring. So let me throw a few names out. You can tell me the story behind it. So Eden, we'll start with Eden. So Eden, that's a pretty simple one. That's my sister. (laughs) And she's uh, one of my best friends for sure. Um, She is always there to help. Like I mentioned earlier, she has her own business. She's an interior designer. Um, and so she knows how businesses work and she's actually younger than me, but, um, wise beyond her years for sure. So she's always there to help and, um, do anything that I need her to do. So So how does that work since you're using her name? Do you have to give her a free pair of boots every year? Yeah. Well, we don't have a contract or anything, but she, (laughs) she gets, she gets plenty of boots for sure. Okay. (laughs) I kind of, I kind of figured. She does her. She does her fair share of selling them for sure. Oh, I bet she does. I bet she does. No, it's, I think it's fantastic. I mean, talk about cool. You walk into a room. Yeah, by the way, these boots are named after me. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of yeah, cool. I think, I think they're pretty proud of it. Yeah, I would think so. Uh, Terry Lynn. That's my mom. Ah. So, and if you didn't yeah. name a pair of boots after your mama, something's wrong. Exactly, exactly. She uh, she puts in probably as many hours as I do. <laughs> I bet. Does she help out with yeah. you on on what the company, or is she just doing in the, the time with the with the farm? Oh well, both. both. She, so she she's pretty well. My dad's um, she does all of his secretarial work. Um, obviously, she's part owner in the farm and everything. But she uh, she pretty well keeps the farm together, and um, she uh, she also helps me tremendously. She uh, you know when I'm on the road or doing something else. Uh, she she's always in the warehouse, you know, stacking boots, filling orders, shipping whatever needs to be done. She's always there. She uh, she also helps when we're doing events. She also helps make our boats look pretty uh, five star. So oh, well, that's great. <laughs> it's nice. To, it's nice to have a mom and sister that are interior designers that can help uh, make your boats look good. So. Yeah, that have that 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 artistic touch on that. Man, it sounds like yeah, number one, yeah. you like you were born into the perfect family to be doing this. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we got a pretty great family. I'm biased, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it works out pretty well. Ross Roper. So that's actually my brother-in-law, uh, Ross Montgomery. He's, okay. Uh, he's great help as well. He's uh, he's an accountant, so he uh, he pretty well keeps our numbers straight. See, the thing is amazing is, and I, I'm thinking about, and I've got really good brother-in-laws. Don't don't get me wrong, they're good folks. Um, I don't yeah. know how they would help me with cartooning at all. You know, so I mean, it's like I, I just think it's pretty impressive that like everybody in your family can like plug in and be able to help you get off the ground. That works out so well. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I got like one brother-in-law that inspects meat plants for Wendy's around the globe. See, that has nothing to do with cartooning. So I, you know, if you ever need a good burger, he probably knows a good place to go. Right? No, I know. If I ever get a bad experience at the restaurant, I just drop his name, and they look at me and go, "Who?" And I was like, "Well, never mind." So, yeah. I try, but like I said, okay, so the, the Yokona River Roper, Yokona River, and that, that must be a, a place y'all like to go hang out and vacation at. Well, so it's actually pronounced Yachna. Oh, of so course. Yachna of Roper. course it is, because I, you know, that's me. I can mis- mispronounce my own name. So, um, yeah, yeah. But it's, uh, so the Yachna River kind of goes behind my parents' house. Okay. Um, and then it also runs through Lafayette County, um, Oxford area. So I thought that was pretty. Yeah. Um, Pretty neat. Uh, you know, obviously, Oxford and Pontiac are two special places 
for me. So. Yeah, gorgeous land, uh, just that area too. I mean, that's part of the. I mean, where you are, it's you know you can always see it when you're going down 45 between Tupelo and Starfield, but it's like suddenly you feel like you're in the middle of the Delta. You got a little bit of the Black Belt that comes through there, and the land is just absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, it is, and this is a beautiful time of year as well with the leaves changing and the cotton in the field, and so it's a uh, yeah it's a pretty good place to be. I would say, and not to jump too far into farming on you on that, the drought hadn't been, it's not been as bad there as it has been here, but it's still pretty dry, which is fine, I guess, trying to get cotton, um, getting it picked and everything. But uh, I hope yeah. y'all, y'all are doing okay on water-wise. Yeah, it's, it's a good time to be dry. Right yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's been pretty dry the last month or so, for sure. Yeah, I like the the, the Brit farm boot's a good-looking boot. I was just sitting there looking at it right Thank now. Um it looks like it, you know yeah, which cool. what what which one would you recommend if you're just every day actually out there doing the work and you don't need I mean they all look nice but I mean just yeah would that be one that I'd you say, I'd say I'd say the Brit Farm boots so the Brit Farm is our family's farm one of our farms that we uh, we have a cabin at and um, it's kind of where my extended family we go and spend Christmases and um, it's a super special place we ride horses there my dad obviously has farms there and everything but uh that that boot the brit farm boot um is a little bit more of a work but it's got a rubber sole on it yeah um so it may be more of an everyday boot but the ropers people love the ropers so they're super comfortable it's got a flatter heel um and they just look great and they're comfortable enough to wear you know to a football game all day or whatever else you're doing working on a farm you know so that's the thing I don't think people understand. If you're not wearing boots, you don't get how comfortable they are. I mean, they're they're like right. they're like better than most pairs of shoes. Yeah, that, like I said, that was one of my goals. You know, I always had great boots, but it was always annoying to buy really expensive boots and then to not be that comfortable. And why can't we just make them comfortable? <laughs> you know? And um, I've had people say like, you know, run a mile in these boots. So oh wow, yeah. I feel, I feel like I feel like we did a pretty good job with it. Yeah, that that's that's pretty cool. So when you actually sat down to design the boots, did you? I mean, did you find a designer to sit down and help you? And you just say you just kind of sketch out what you want, and they can make it into reality. I tried it all different kind of ways. I had people like that are actual artists sit down and draw it. Um, and then honestly, I think I probably it kind of communicated it better when I just kind of did it myself. Yeah, um, you know, I took that I liked and really I feel like the biggest part in the design is choosing the leather mm-hmm. so I think going and actually because I mean you can have a great you know silhouette of a boot but then when you put a different kind of leather on it it really brings to life and kind of gives it that character um, depending on the leather so I think you know going down there actually getting my hands on feel of the leathers I was using and everything I think that kind of helped just bring it into fruition as to what kind of boot I wanted. Now, I'm, I'm really super old. Um, so when I was in middle school, there was a movie called Urban Cowboy that came out. And it was John Travolta, Deborah Winger, and it was based at Gillies and down in Texas. And, I mean, it was, it was a pretty big, big thing. The soundtrack is fantastic. So, anyway, more than you yeah. needed to know. But the funny thing was, <laughs> as soon as that movie came out, literally everybody in my school and everything else started wearing boots and hats. And, um, yeah. you know, and you've kind of gotten a little bit of that with Yellowstone, haven't you? It's like it's like suddenly yeah, cowboys yeah, are cool again, and that's kind of neat. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, 
that's one of my favorite shows um, that I've ever watched. Um, I just think it's it's such a cool lifestyle that they live. Obviously, there's some turmoil in their family, which probably wouldn't be ideal. But, yeah, I'd about to say um, your family doesn't sound exactly yeah. like their family. No. Yeah, they, the youngest don't have a great place to live, and it's a cool lifestyle, but they feel, I feel like they're fighting a lot. So they're fighting a lot, and they're killing folks, and, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, but yeah. details. Yeah, not, not really jealous of that. So what you're saying is you're not the Jamie of the family, right? No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> absolutely not. And your sister's definitely um, not Beth. So. No, she's like a 360 of Beth. Okay. Yeah, bomb goes off, she walks out of it, you know, sizzling, but she's fine, you know, tough tough as nails. <laughs> yeah. But you're yeah, right, that is yeah. a fun show. And it, like I said, it's it's really, and I've seen a lot of articles on that where it's made Boots popular and everything. And you've had a lot of celebrity help on this too, that folks have, have found your, your Boots and so forth. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, we've been um, blessed enough to have some celebrities um, wearing our Boots and uh, some really talented people, Morgan um, Wallen, Ernest, Hardy, um Olivia Dunn, they've all worn our boots, and uh, it's been uh, pretty pretty cool to see people that are that good at their craft, you know, that have access to pretty well any brand in the world to, you know, take the time and want to wear double B boots. So it's it's pretty pretty cool to see. Now I know I know Morgan had a, a kind of a rocky trip to to Oxford. Um, first concert was yeah. great. I, my son went to that one. He said it was quite good. Uh, did he did he come out by the farm and and check out a new pair of boots or anything? No, he didn't. Okay. He, uh, he, See, if uh, he'd have done that instead, he might have been able to handle the second show, right? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have gotten his cold or whatever happened. So. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to get you in trouble here. That's, that's, that's strictly on me. But, no, it's still cool. I and, mean, like I said, I, I think it's that says a lot about how nice looking the boots are and how well they're done. And, and I mean, for you to be able to be literally 11 months into your business and uh, be having celebrities realize that what you got is a great product is just fantastic. How did they find out about it? So a lot of those are like with Morgan and Ernest, we, I've got, we've got some mutual um, people that I went to Ole Miss with that are um, songwriters and just a great family. Um, they are friends with them and, uh, we kind of just, you know, reached out and thought it would be cool to, you know, give them some boots and see if they would want them. And, um, you know, that's, it was as simple as that really. Um, yeah. That's like, that's they, speaking of marketing, the, right. And so that's pretty, yeah, pr- pretty, yeah. yeah. It, it's really cool to see them wearing them. Like I said, they didn't. They certainly don't have to. Well, exactly. I'm not, yeah. I'm not paying them to wear them at all. So it uh, it was just cool that you know that they wanted to wear them. Now that's um, a, that's a huge compliment to like, you. Yeah. Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. I think he's you know a crazy, crazy and ta- talented performer. He's he a is. singer, songwriter, everything. Um, and obviously he's at the top of his game right now. So I think you know what better person to wear them? And Ernest is an incredible songwriter and performer as well. And you know, he was actually one of the first ones to wear them. And so I think, you know, he's got great style, in my opinion. And I think it's just really cool to see people that the world respects and that's so good at what they do to, you know, wear a brand that obviously means a ton to me and my family that, you know, it just, it's just really cool. And I'm thankful. 
for it. So, See, as a consumer myself, and I, and I guess it's because I've lived in Mississippi now for nearly three decades, but I always love, A, a Mississippi connection to anything. I just I get kind of excited about that. I like to support the home folks and, and do that sort of thing, too. And like I said, I just – I just love the backstory. I mean, I, I just I like your story personally. I like your family story, but I, I just love the fact that you know you've made a run at this, and so far you're you know you're doing well at it, and I think that's fantastic. Well, thank you, thank you. It's been uh, it's been it's been super fun, and like I say, it's been a dream for a long time. Um, I'm thankful that the Lord has allowed me to do it, and I, I kind of sometimes want to pinch myself every day, like, is this really? Like, is this my life? You know, it's like when you when you think about what you want to do the rest of your life, you know, um, this is certainly it. And it's just cool to be able to have such a family aspect to it. And, like, obviously we'll, we'll be in Mississippi as long as I can um, keep it going. So I, I love the hometown feel of Mississippi and all the people in it. So their sport's been incredible. So. I'm kind of addicted to Shark Tank. I don't know if you've ever watched that show or not. Where you know you get the. Oh, I, love well, Shark, I love Shark Tank. So what would <laughs> what would your pitch be? Would you come in to Shark Tank and which shark would you want? I mean, would you say you? Know, I mean, because right now, I mean, obviously you're doing well. You're you're getting product, and I mean, I, I've seen your website. I don't know if you do retail yet. If you're going out and other things, but would you want to get up to a hyper huge level right away, or are you still kind of working your way up to that? I'm not so much trying to get to the hyper-huge level. Um, I mean, I guess never say never, but that's certainly not the goal right now. I think just, you know, keeping it a good brand that people want. Um, I'm not really, I don't know. It's yeah. kind of hard to say at this point. But, yeah, I don't, I'm not really <laughs> looking to be on Shark Tank anytime soon. Uh, I kind of like the, kind of exclusivity of double B right now and kind of just the price point we're at, you know, I like that. I, I, I just feel like, you know, a lot of times when you get to these corporate levels of this, is a lot of times you kind of lose the right. significance of the story and the significance of or just the kind of, you lose a lot of the details, I don't know. Um, and obviously there's great brands that, you know, execute it really well and I, and I respect them for it, but I, I just don't know if that's really the trajectory that I'm headed on right now. I don't know if that's what I want to do. No, I think you're you're very wise. I mean, I remember we had a marketing, uh, you know, how you'd have these scenarios in marketing class. And it was, we had a brewery that was uh, like craft beer back before all this became famous. And so my group decided that they would open up a warehouse you know, out in the suburbs, which completely was the wrong thing to do because what we needed to do was just continue to stay in the trendy part of town with our little craft brewery thing. But um, I, I think, like I said, you, you've got the website, you've got uh, the prices are good because I, I bought a pair of boots for my son for Christmas before I knew of you. In fact, actually, I got it before you were in existence. Oh, wow. But um, well, thank you. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, no, it, it was. I mean, like I said, I, these are priced very well and, and they're good looking boots. And I'm just Man, I mean, you 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 seem to have hit a bunch of things uh, right. What's been the biggest challenge? We got like a couple minutes. What's been the biggest challenge that you faced in the last year? Um, the biggest challenge. I mean, I think just trying to you know having all your ideas together and then just executing it as a whole. Yeah. Um, I think final manufacturer was a huge huge challenge. It took you know two or three years to get all that in place. Um, and I think just 
too, like <clears throat> being not letting your uh, fear, I guess, get in the way. Um, just being confident and just pushing through because, I mean, I think it's really easy to doubt yourself when you're starting a business. Um, I think, obviously, you know, it's like a lot of times when I was starting before I was selling products, like, what am I doing? You know, <laughs> it's like, and then obviously when it's hard to find this and get this done, it's like you question yourself, but then it's like, you know what? No, like, I know this is what the Lord wants me to do. It's, it's what I feel confident in. This, this is what I'm going to get done. So I think keeping your mind right and um, pushing through is tough. So. And this has been a, this has been a great conversation. I've really enjoyed getting to meet you and talk to you. I'm a big fan. Like I said, I think you've done a great job with the boots. Uh, go ahead and throw out your website for folks so they they can check out what we've been talking about. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great talking. My website is doubleboots dot com. Um, you can follow us on Instagram also at doubleboots. Okay. Uh, so double B boots, yeah. that's the best way to find you. you know, that, I just Googled it and it all popped right back up. So it's no big deal. You're pretty yeah. easy to find. So, good. well, good deal. And I know you're still pumped about the uh, Auburn game. Oh, yeah. It was a big weekend for sure. <laughs> big win for the Rebels. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Man, this has been, yeah. like I said, this has been a great, I hope someday to cross paths with you. But um, I, like I said, congratulations on all your success so far. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. That's so. been great. Very good. Well, I want to thank uh, you for listening. I want to thank our special guest, Benjamin Bowen, for joining us today. And if you'd like to hear this or any past episodes, you can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app or on our MPB public media app. Now You're Talking is produ- a production of MPB Think Radio with episode and podcast produced by Jermaine Flood. And join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. I'm Marshall Ramsey. I hope you all have an awesome week. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Thank you.